Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the kickoff brought to you by TickPick. I'm your host, Dan Harris. With me is my producer and champion bird caller, Brendan Tuma. A week left to win a signed Josh Allen jersey, guys. Contest closes on August 31st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All you got to do to be entered is leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or CastBox's honest review. That's all we ask. And then go to fantasypros.com slash kickoff. And remember, an entry into this contest gets you an entry into all future contests. We will have a giveaway every single month. All right, as usual, guys, let's catch up on everything that went down yesterday. There was a lot. And then let's just talk about five guys that I find myself drafting a ton. But before we do, let's talk about TickPick and how they're giving away five amazing 2022 season ticket packages to NFL fans throughout the season. You know about this. You listen to this podcast. I talk about this. Each package is worth $3,000. It is nothing to enter. TickPick, the original no-fee ticket site, they're teaming up with Zip. That's the buy now, pay later service provider. And they're giving away five huge season ticket packages for the 2022 NFL season. Every month from now until February, they're going to do a drawing and pick one winner for the 2022 season tickets to their favorite NFL team. Hopefully for you, that's the Jets. Again, as I said, each package, $3,000. You want to enter? Just go to tickpick.com slash pros. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K slash pros. All right, let's get into it. The big news from yesterday is that Travis Etienne suffered a Lisfranc Frank injury and he was placed on season-ending IR. That escalated quickly. We went from suffered a foot injury in the game to sprained foot to Lisfranc Frank injury to out several weeks to season-ending IR. So, not great. But when life hands you lemons, you usually say, wait, why are you giving me lemons? Can I have a hamburger or cake instead? But also, let's make some lemonade. First, ETN, he's obviously lost for the season and can be dropped in all redraft leagues, of course, but what about dynasty formats? Well, my way of evaluating a player in dynasty formats is to give 50% of value to what they're going to do this season, 20% next season, 20% season three, and then 10% all future seasons. So ETN drops, of course, but not exactly like a stone. 50% of his value remains untouched. So I moved him down from 19th at running back to 25th. Robinson, in contrast, moves from 28 to 23. Now, as for Robinson in redraft formats, he moves from 32nd in running back to 19. It is just really, really hard for me to project him for fewer than 200 carries or like 40 to 45 catches and at least 1,100 yards. Carlos Hyde's going to take away like, what, 100 touches or so? But I mean, this is going to be Robinson's show. And at the very least, we know he can stand up to a massive workload. That's just an RB2. By hook or by crook, that's an RB2. So draft him as such. All right, next, DeAndre Swift could be iffy for week one. I am iffy about this dumb update. So update earlier in the week, right, is that Swift is taking a ton of reps. That's great. Then you've got an update on Monday that Swift seems ready for week one per beat reporters. Also great. Update yesterday, Dan Campbell is concerned about Swift's conditioning. Quote, we don't know if he's going to be there. We don't know, even if he is, how much we're going to get out of him. Followed by a reportedly great practice from Swift. Come on, Matt. Come on with this already. First of all, I don't know Dan Campbell. I don't know how he's going to be as a coach. There are going to be a lot of kneecaps and biting and charging up hills with bayonets, but I really don't know. But second of all, I'm just paying this no mind. The first game is, what, two and a half weeks away? 
Conditioning, he just got back. Personally, I'm going to buy the inevitable dip on Swift that's going to come in his ADP. TJ Hawkinson, meanwhile, has apparently been dealing with an AC issue with his shoulder, but he'll reportedly be ready for week one. So you guys got that? Conditioning with like a year left before the season starts? Sound the alarm bells. Shoulder injury? Ah, we're going to break some arms, smash some heads. I, I don't know. I don't get Dan Campbell, even if he's got a great first name. But yeah, do not worry about Hawkins. Javin Hawkins was released. This isn't too much of a surprise. He was an undrafted free agent. The Falcons scooped him up when the draft was over. Kadra Allison is there. He's the handcuff to roster if you want to, but there's really no real reason to draft him. Robbie Anderson signed a two-year, $29.5 million deal with the Panthers. Nothing really to see here. Anderson remains a very solid wide receiver three with upside both now and in dynasty formats. Julio Jones participated in a walkthrough and did individual drills. Okay, very good. This is good. I have not moved him in my rankings with this undescribed leg injury that's held him out for a couple of weeks. He remains my wide receiver 16 in half PPR formats, and I expect him to be fully ready for the start of the season. Adam Troutman avoided serious injury. We still don't know exactly what this injury is, but for now, expect him to be ready at the start of or close to the start of the season. Again, he's not startable, absent a tight end premium league, but he's a fine deep sleeper. Ryan Suckup was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. You should be playing in kicker-only fantasy leagues like me, where this would be huge news, but really, just a reminder that COVID's probably going to impact the NFL and fantasy this year. Build bigger benches and make sure you have plenty of depth at pretty much every position. Finally, Lynn Bowden was placed on IR with a hamstring injury. It wasn't a good draft pick when it was made. It's not a good draft pick now. There is no format where he should be rostered. All right, before we talk about five guys that I find myself drafting a lot, let me remind you about Sleeper. Sleeper is awesome. It's the next great fantasy platform. There are unnamed fantasy platforms where looking at my scores on the app actually hurt my eyes. I don't know what developers said, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, but they did, and it does. Sleeper, the opposite. You know that feeling when it's like freezing outside, you got that warm blanket, just like, ah, yeah, that feels right. That's what that is. Everything is in their app, everything. Incredible commissioner tools and customizations, built-in messaging, support for every type of league, news, scores, all of it. It's not just that it looks cool. It is cool. Trust me, download Sleeper from the App Store or the Google Play Store right now. It is totally free. You're going to love it. All right, so let's talk about some players that just I keep finding myself winding up with in drafts. And number one is Austin Eckler. Now, I do a lot of PPR drafts, so he obviously bumps up in that format. And I keep flipping him back and forth with Aaron Jones for six overall, six at running back and six overall. But he falls absolutely every single PPR draft to ninth or 10th at least, and I am scooping him up. I get it. They have a new staff, but last year when he was healthy and playing with Justin Herbert, so we're not talking about game one, he averaged eight targets and six and a half receptions and over a hundred total yards per game. Plus, by the way, his offensive line is better. Rashawn Slater is going to be a beast. Now, again, I don't know the coaching staff. Maybe they'll make some changes, but he is going 13th in our PPR consensus ADP. He is not getting out of the first round with me, and therefore I find myself winding up with him a lot. I'm just going to give you my projections for him because hopefully that will explain why I have him ranked where I do. I've got him for 176 rushing attempts, 818 rushing yards, and four rushing touchdowns. I've made it clear, by the way, the prop that I like the most is under six rushing touchdowns for Eckler. 
But then I have him with 76 receptions, 583 receiving yards, and three receiving touchdowns. If you're telling me that that guy goes beyond the seventh player in a PPR format, I don't know what to tell you. Second guy I'm ending up with a lot, it's Gus Edwards. Look, we I don't mind taking insurance policies, right? I, I'm fine with a guy like Tony Pollard, who you pretty much know is going to be a star if something happens to the back in front of him, in that case, Ezekiel Elliott. But I also like guys who are kind of elite handcuffs, and they also can produce for you even when they're just there and the running back ahead of them is healthy. I mean, Gus Edwards is a good running back. He's got a top five rushing graded PFF. He produces whenever he gets the ball over five yards per carry in his career. And he got double digit touches plenty last year once there was no Mark Ingram. So I get it. Rushing QBs, there's not a lot of volume to go around necessarily for the running backs. It increases again, efficiency, not volume. And he does not catch the ball, just 18 catches in his three seasons. So in PPR leagues, you want to avoid Gus Edwards. I'm okay with that. But even then, He's being drafted really late. He is 41st at running back. This isn't half PPR. 41st at running back. He's later than that in PPR. 118th overall. He's later than that in PPR. I mean, we're talking 11th round at this point for a guy who, if you have to, you can start at your flex in the meantime and has a massive, massive upside if something happens to J.K. Dobbins. At number three, let's talk about Jalen Hurts. Now, if you listen to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast, you know I talk about Hurts a lot. I'm not trying to sell you on Hertz, but he is the guy who I wind up with the most. So I'd be remiss if I don't talk about it on a show where I'm talking about guys I draft the most. Jalen Hurts is not a good passer, and he's probably not going to be a good passer this year, okay? But let's not just lump him into this guy who's like, well, he can just run. He's not Deshaun Kaiser, okay? He can be a legitimate quarterback. And the point that I made earlier this week on the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast is that if you think he can get to 700 rushing yards, okay, or at least around there, and again, I'll tell you my projections in a minute, but if he can, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. That's just the way fantasy works. I mean, go through the rushing quarterbacks, okay, over the last, what, 20 years, Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, RG3, Cam Newton, when they're healthy and they rush, they are top 10 quarterbacks. It does not, nothing else matters, as long as they are even remotely competent passers. And that's what I think Hertz is going to be. I mean, look, here are my projections for him, and I'm doing this so you guys know why I feel the way I do. 560 passing attempts, 341 completions, 3,977 yards, 21 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions. This is not me saying Jalen Hurts is going to dominate in the passing game, but I've also got him for 137 rushing attempts. That is second behind only Lamar Jackson, 672 rushing yards. That is third behind Jackson and Kyler Murray, and six rushing touchdowns. If those are his numbers, and I'm not telling you they are, those are just my projections, but if those are the rushing numbers in particular, he's a top 10 quarterback, and he's going to be drafted 11th or 12th, and there's a lot of negativity about the Eagles right now. So as long as he doesn't go nuts in this third preseason game, you're going to get him at that dip, and it's going to be worth it, in my opinion. Next up, let's talk about Terry McLaurin. So Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, that's a tier of receivers, and you should be happy to have any of them. But for now, I have landed after a lot of flipping them back and forth with McLaurin at the top of that tier, and therefore he's usually the one who ends up on my team. 58 catches, 919 yards, 7 touchdowns as a rookie, 87 catches, 1,118 yards, and 4 touchdowns as a sophomore. 
That's more than 2,000 yards receiving in his first two years with a revolving poo-poo platter of quarterbacks chucking him the ball. Now he gets the underrated Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you know what's about to happen. You know exactly what's about to happen. Deep targets all day long. Logan Thomas, as you know, is maybe the greatest player that has ever played in the history of the NFL, but you give him just a standard average third-year wide receiver growth, and you give him a decent quarterback, and McLaurin is going to have a huge season. Again, let's give you my projections for him. 93 catches, 1,266 yards, and six touchdowns. I'm also giving him 20 rushing yards, but that's just me. So that that's a top 10 wide receiver. So for me, he's the guy who I have just a tiny bit ahead of those other guys, and that's why he winds up on my team. And finally, let's talk about one of my favorite all-time players, as if you guys listened last year, you probably know, and that's Emmanuel Sanders. Now, the guys make fun of me for last year, and that's fair. He wound up as the 43rd wide receiver in half PPR formats, albeit in 14 games. And again, I think I had him in the late 30s or something. I'm, I shouldn't even defend myself. Forget it. I was wrong. But 1.99 yards per route run last year. That was 21st in the league among wide receivers with at least 60 targets. You guys have listened to me. You know I love routes run. It's a notoriously sticky stat. And we might say, well, fine, Emmanuel Sanders, he's really old. Yeah, but he gets off the line well. He is still fast. And not only that, this is not like he ended up with the Bills. He didn't sign some little deal that he had to find a team that would take him. The Bills wanted him. They have wanted him for years. John Brown last year had more than seven targets per game. Those are up for grabs, and they might as well go to Sanders. He is free in drafts. He's a guy I like to draft late in almost every single format. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, go to tickpick.com slash pros. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K slash pros. Go get entered. Try to win one of those amazing ticket packages for the 2022 NFL season. Don't forget to check out the Sleeper app. Again, it looks cool, but it is cool. It's got tons of customizable features. Just check it out. It's awesome. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you again tomorrow morning.